Oh, hey, didn't see you there. I was just sitting down to listen to a brand new episode of Stories and Lies. Oh, you listen to that show too? Nice. Sounds like you've got good taste. Hey, did you know you can find extras like handouts, short stories, and even bonus episodes on their Patreon? Turns out they keep posting more stuff on there. I guess there's also a brand new website launching soon, and apparently it blows their old one out of the water. Yeah, I learned about it on their Discord. Oh, sure. Yeah, you can find links to all that stuff in their show notes. Yeah, check them out. Well, it was nice chatting, but uh, I'm going to hit play on... Uh, what is this one? Ah, episode 8, Mask Up. They're mostly clean, but... They're coming after me. I don't know who they are. But you got to take this along. The implications... I am fascinated by the conversation you've described between Dorothy and Acadia. Their affectation is so unusual. They remind me of survivors uh, who have don't yet comprehend what they've experienced. You see, um, that was simply because they looked at this sign, mere exposure to it, uh, and suddenly it's like your life has changed. So tell me, Jacob, what, after all, does happen when one receives the yellow sign? It, uh, it comes for you. So they say. I've never seen it happen, but I suppose it does. Who comes for you? The Phantom of Truth. And what is that? Oh, please, uh, I do not know. Considering the extensive psychological trauma this woman must have been exposed to, why did your team believe that she would be able to give you any reliable information? What we call madness can actually be... Insight. Uh, folks who figure out too much tend to go insane, uh, at least in my experience. Uh, the awful truth of this world are, are hard to swallow, hard to explain. So, sure, we can get a lot of good intel from sane people we talk to, but, um, but the really useful stuff always seems to come from those uh, most unhinged folks that you find. I don't follow. Uh, oh, you're a doctor who studies crazy folk. So surely you have to admit that the really crazy answers are always the most revealing. Oh. Jacob, I don't think it's very useful to describe yourself or your fellow patients using a pejorative like crazy. You are people who've had experiences that have damaged you, yes, but that doesn't mean you're crazy. Oh, fine, fine. I, I understand. Now, I don't really think it's actually very easy to make any sense of the random or irrational responses that come from the mind of someone who's experienced a serious trauma. Well, well doctor, you, you got to be open to the truth. Open to the idea that the, uh, the truth isn't going to be what we all expected to find. Open to the possibilities of uh, a hidden world. Things that are hidden from our minds as well. Uh, whatever this sign actually was... My agents, um, they couldn't explain what it was, nor could that woman. But we had to find out why, or how, or, or, or maybe where it came from. And we had to figure out how to end it. They tell me all your stories, all the little worries you cry. They tell me what the world needs, what to say. Who to please? Where my loyalty should lie.
right, so bringing us back, it's Saturday night, November 20th in the city of New Orleans. We are in the uh, space in the courtyard just outside the Lafayette Theater. There's a box office there. All right, and inside the box office window, we have Acadia Dubois, apparently the manager of the Lafayette Theater. She's been speaking with you, Dorothy. And then when we last spoke, she responded to you by asking a question. She said to you in a whispered voice, have you seen it? And this is where he picked things up. I think Dorothy looks, I don't know. I don't know how, how she's feeling about this. Part of me wants to say she looks curious, but she's also frustrated that this is, this has kind of been going in circles. And I think she looks at her for a second. Her fists are kind of clenched at her, at her sides. And she says, yes, I have seen it. Akidia nods to you conspiratorially, glancing a little bit over at this little, this young 19, 20 year old, who's basically the employee of the movie theater, who's just kind of sitting over here, not very far away from the window where she's speaking to you from. You're kind of speaking. There's the glass window of the, of the box office. And there's, you know, there's the little small silvery microphone hole that they speak between and a slip below for handing tickets and money back and forth. And Katie glances around also in the courtyard behind you. Where are Fred and Willow during this conversation? Fred is maybe like, uh, I don't know, six feet, uh, six, ten feet behind. Um, actually, no. He was right there at the box office. Oh, he's, yeah. he was right there. He's right there, yeah, because he, I, I believe he, uh, he, said to Acadia, like, you don't remember your boy, kind of, like, confronted her. Just kind of turns around and, and is listening and is, is watching the whole thing unfold. And where's Willow? Yeah, I think right with the group probably paying less attention to the conversation than the others and looking around, but, yeah, I'd say I'm standing right there. Uh, so, I mean, she eyes the two of them, both Fred and Willow, and kind of just looks back at you, Dorothy, and says nothing to you. Okay. Um, she'll look back at them as well and say, can, can you guys give me a minute? Sure. Sure. Can we, can we get some popcorn? I, I, I don't care. All right. Um, Katie looks over at this employee and, and says, could you have the customers over at the other window? And this girl shrugs. And gets up and leaves the box office area and kind of goes through a door in the side of the box office over to, there's like another window over at the side that's you know, a freshman stand sort of thing and wanders over there. So if you, you could go over there or you could stay, your choice. I'm, I assume you're going to go get some popcorn? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she goes over to take care of you. Um, Acadia kind of leans in at this, this window. Um, and, and for you, Dorothy, she's, you know, a few inches away from you, just like just the glass partition between the two of you. All right. Um, she looks right at you. Says, what do you think it means? Man. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't really make it out. Says, what do you, what do you mean you can't make it out? Of course, you've seen it. It's meaningful. Right. But, um, abstract. <sighs> Maybe you don't understand. I don't think you understand. Whose sign is it? I don't know. Is it the king? Or is it the phantom? Are they any different? 
is that? I, I don't know. Hmm. Where did you see it? Oh, in his room. His, his, um, his... The boy. Yeah. The boy. Um, the boy your, your friend was asking me about. It was, um... It's, it's somewhere else, too. It's somewhere else. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've started seeing it other places. Do you know where? I've seen it here. I've, I've seen it here. I've seen it in my house. Sometimes I see it on the street. Okay. All right. I've seen it in store, store windows. I've, I've, sometimes it's on television. Did you see the play? It's which play? The signs? No, 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 no. I, um, I, I've never... Which play? Which play? Which play is that? It's the the play that the boy was putting on with his friends. Oh no 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 no! You don't understand. No, that's not that's not it. No 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 no. Um, La Royale Jean. Right. That's that's the play that we speak of. Right. You've seen it. I've heard of it. Oh, you you, you haven't you haven't seen it. I'm trying to find out where I could see it. Jesus. Oh, 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 goodness. Um, oh, there's a tour. Um, I think there's a tour. There was a tour. Um, it was, oh, they were on, it was a tour. I, I don't know when. I, I don't, I don't know when. Um, it, it was okay. here. It was here once, at the Lafayette? Once, it was here. I, I don't remember. Okay. Would you happen to remember... Who brought it? Who was touring? What troop? I don't remember. I don't remember. It, it was... It was... Um, you see her... Her. She's kind of... Her, she's struggling for a moment. Um, and she seems confused. And then she says, The Majestic. Okay. Okay. The Majestic Players. Gotcha. Okay. Was it in French? Oh, no, no, no. Um, it was an English translation? Yes. Of course. Um, every, every play we put on here is in English. Okay. That makes sense. There was a time. I, I don't remember. Hmm. Did many people see it? Oh, I, I think so. I think, I think, I think so. Um, I, I think, I think so. Yes. Um, years ago. Years ago. Yes. Um, and then there was a tour. There, there was a tour. By the Majestic Players. She says, yes, yes. Right. Okay. Okay. Dorothy thinks for a second and um and she's just kinda like gently nodding her head pensively as she's thinking about what Acadia has just told her. And I think she says Is there anything else you might be able to offer as far as where I might be able to find it now? Um or a printed version? I'm I'm not sure. I I've I've never I've only I think I don't remember um I've never that boy that boy mm-hmm. um and maybe someone else maybe a few others um okay maybe it's here maybe it's still here okay okay well thank you for the info I'll see what I can do on in tracking it down I'm very curious after seeing that sign Whose sign is it? I don't, I don't know. What does it mean? And she looks like, um, she's, she's frustrated with herself because she just doesn't know. And, and she says that she says, I don't know. Do 
we have to get masks? No. Are you sure? Yes. I'm scared. Why are you scared? Just what if he sees us? Who? The, the one who signed it is the one who was coming. I think you'll be okay. He says he can see right through us. He says, but but um, if you wear a mask, he, he won't see you. That that's that's what he says. That's that's what I've heard. If you wear a mask, he can't see you. It's he can't see your face. I see. Okay. Well, it- uh, she she looks around in in, in terror. The, she's. Something is, is really terrifying, this woman. She's glancing around a lot. Yeah. Thankfully, no one has come back to the conversation. So, but she's kind of huddled up against the speaker, just you know, just inches away from you, and looking at you with this horrified, terrified look in her face. Yeah, and Dorothy will try to calm her down, and you know, she'll she'll put up her hands in, in a calming gesture and and say, "It's okay. It'll be okay. Um, if it makes you feel." at ease. Um, there's nothing wrong in, in getting a mask, I don't think. What, what, what does that mean? I, I I, think whatever you decide to do, it, it'll be okay. I don't think, um, I don't think anything bad's gonna happen. Okay, okay, um, if that's, if that's what it's take, okay, okay, I can, I understand. I know we have, um, we have, okay, I know what to do. I know what to do. Um. Okay. Um. What? I've got to go. She um, she looks around a bit, uh, kind of a moment of kind of bewilderment or whatever. She like turns the light off inside the box office. Just click, the light goes off. She grabs the signs, closed, you know, on the glass, and she like walks away from the glass window over to the office. You see her open and close her door. Box office is dark. There's no one in here. She she left. Yeah. Okay. Do I see her exit the door? She goes into like her that off. She has an office inside. That's where oh, there's she, an office built in. Yeah. I see. Okay. She, she goes in there, closes the door. Okay. I'm gonna walk back over to uh, Fred and Willow. Yep. Fred's munching on some popcorn. Yep. Um, I assume. How how far away were we from the whole conversation? Because maybe ten feet. Okay. The whole time, Fred just kind of shoots small glances. He's not. He's not adding anything. He's not moving towards them. He just wants to see, read body language. Like what? What's going on here? Uh, you said it was like a, like a conspiration, just kind of like whispering, kind of hunched over in their own little, I don't know, world. Right. But but what else did he pick up uh, on while they were talking? Yeah, I mean, Fred can tell this woman seems uh, scared. Yeah. And you can tell by her, she has a lot of nervous gestures, nervous glances. She there's something very. She's scared, but she was talking to Dorothy quite a lot. Okay. You know, and having very much a hush-hush, close conversation. And then she just left this woman, you know, shut up and shut down the office. And that's, yeah, that's what you saw. Fred just kind of turns and, and just kind of throws his brow a bit, looking at looking at Willow. He doesn't really understand what just happened. What's, what's Willow doing? Willow's just hanging out, like, kind of oblivious to the seriousness of it, because she expects Dorothy to come back and tell her what happened. Yeah, and she does, and she'll come back over and, and look um, a little frantic and, and kind of just, like, calming herself down. She's like, we need to talk somewhere. Okay. Well, let's let's go outside. Yeah, and, and she'll kind of lead the way out. Uh, so, as a note, you are in kind of a courtyard at the moment. Oh, yeah, true. So, in the, in the, the, uh, the, it's no roof above you, you're in this, you know, but there are walls all around you, and there's another set of doors that are open. 
laid out into the the city streets and out beyond you know the theater there's traffic there's cars there's, there's a life of the city in this little courtyard here it actually is somewhat quiet okay it's secluded there's no other customers here and no other people do we have um line of sight to her office yeah, you, you can look through. Well, you, can, you have line of sight to that box office. Yeah. And her office is inside that box office. It's like attached to it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's inside like... It, it's an interior office that goes straight into the box office. I gotcha. Okay. I'm imagining the box office is like a strip on the front of the building, and it's just one of the doors coming out of the back side of the box office goes to her office. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. If we can, if we can kind of talk here in quiet then, I think Dorothy would explain what just happened and, and you know I guess somewhat vague detail she would describe sort of how Acadia was behaving and some of the things that she said and in terms of like she she said that she had seen it this sign and this play and she said that she saw it here maybe that there was a, a troupe called the Majestic Players who came and performed it here she said years ago and she said that she saw the sign in her son's room. We need to get to that house. This doesn't make any fucking sense. What part? Years ago? Yeah, I I don't know. She seemed a little bit unhinged. She might be misremembering, but she said that several people saw it when they came and performed it here. She also said it was in English. Mm. I... I pray to God it's not the kids, but I mean, probably is. Hmm. What? What should we do? Willow's more prepared than Wes is, but she would have the list from freaking Morrison, and I don't know, probably hold it up and gesture at all of the. Like, so he said specific things to do, right? And we're not doing any of those things because these people are definitely exposed, and we're not containing them. So. Willow would start to have a problem with procedure at this point. Like, we were ordered to do something, and we haven't done anything. We've been playing... Right. So that's the question. Willow said, now we're at the point. Well, yeah, this is quarantine. Nobody comes in. Nobody comes out. These people are now, you know, prisoners, basically. Quarantined. She admitted to seeing the play. Like, how many things does that violate on the list, right? Is, isn't, isn't there something about spreading... Di- disseminating, yes. Um, people who are if somebody disseminates that they get exterminated, right? Yeah, straight right. up. If they're creating or disseminating anything, yes. But which is the sun at this point? I think yes. But is I think it's all of them. Is, is she Acadia? Is she, is, is she spreading it? Do we need to? I don't think so. She seemed to not want to talk about it until you two had left. I think she didn't want to talk about it with somebody who hadn't seen the sign. Hmm. I... The room we were in, the... the Where people were just watching a movie. Someone someone was up there. Yeah. And I went up there and, and it, it was empty. Yep. And Dorothy went with you. And that's all he says. Like, he's just kind of walk, looking in the distance. He sees he's rattled. He doesn't understand what's going on. Let's, let's pause on that thought. Does... Does Fred, is Fred think he's confused or does Fred think that somebody was up there? I, he doesn't know. Let's roll sand and see. Okay. Oh, uh, success 17 under 40. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a mistake. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was a very bright light, maybe like a dust or something passed in front and it, it looked like a person. Who knows? He, he kind of shakes off the, 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 the thought and says, I don't know, maybe that's where they put on the, the, the play. So so do we need to quarantine the whole, the whole place? Well, that's the question. I mean, I think I think for sure, minimum, Acadia. Definitely. I can't say definitively about anybody else that's in this building. And I don't, I don't think she falls under category one. And at this point, Dorothy's kind of breaking that down in her head as sort of like a categorical thing, like category one being, you know, creating or disseminating works relating to the, the play category two being, um, influenced by it. Right. So this quarantining level. Okay. Well, where, where do we quarantine her? We can't a hospital home. I think we start by going to her house. Okay. Cleaning it up as he does like air quotes. Yeah, right. Okay. With our luck, Franklin won't be there anyway. <laughs> Alright, are are we uh are we leaving the theater and off to the Dubois household? What time is it? You said it's nighttime. Let's see. It was evening when we got here. Uh we're gonna say nine PM. That makes sense. Okay. What what do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, let's go there. Uh, we, we were talking about going there at night anyways. Might as well. Mm-hmm. All right. If we know she's not there currently, that might give us a, a leg up. Um, what I would recommend, let's, yeah, let's drive there. And then I think as we're getting the car and start heading that way. All right. So let's do that. Hold on. Before we go, I, is there a payphone on the street? Yeah, there, there's, there's, like, there's a payphone actually in this little courtyard as well as you want to. And just on the street as well, but on the street, it's not in front of this theater. It's going to be a little bit further down, like a little, little quick march store. It's got a payphone outside of it, just a couple stores down. I need to make a phone call alone. Good. And I would just say that, like, because Willow doesn't care. Yeah. Exits, walks down the sidewalk, past another build, couple businesses that are closed to the kind of all night quick mart that's open that sells, you know, alcohol and snacks. And it has, that has a payphone on the outside of it. All right, put it in the quarter. Call Morrison. All right. Phone rings, rings. Uh, about two rings in. Um, yellow. Uh, Morrison, this is uh, Willow. Ah, hey, um, was not expecting to hear from you. I was kind of expecting, of course, your uh, counterpart might be making these phone calls, but yeah, it's always good to hear from you. What, what can I do for you? I believe my counterpart and probably my whole team are already compromised, sir. What makes you think that, Willow? According to the the protocol that you read for us, uh, that we're supposed to adhere to, it looks like the situation's already out of control. In what, in what way? Two members of the team of our team have seen something that they admit to being on the list. Multiple civilians have. Looks like it's been disseminated out. And she knows not to be too specific here, right? Right, right, right. We, we are on the telephone, so yeah. Let's keep, we'll keep things vague. Um, it's been out in the public eye multiple times. Understood that that um that it was that was foreseen and foreseeable. Um, I do gotta say this: um, the people on your team, is their behavior changed? Not significantly, but they don't seem to be concerned. Okay, okay. Are are, are they are they saying anything weird or, or or do anything that is very uncharacteristic for themselves? No. Okay. Um, do you trust them? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, can 
in your opinion, can they proceed with the mission? Yes, but only because I don't think there's any other choice. Understood. That's a, that's the right attitude. That is that's, that's just fine. Um, uh, listen, um, Willow. I mean, ain't, ain't no way that any of you gonna do this job without you know seeing some stuff, right? Right. We're all gonna be seeing some things we don't want to see. Uh, I, I, real important to me that y'all uh, can handle what you're seeing and what you're doing. Um, even if we're gonna get a little bit, gonna get our fingers a little bit dirty, um, we're gonna see some unfortunate shit. But uh, I still need uh, your team, despite the irregularities, as long as you can proceed with the mission. And um, nothing's getting, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it can be contained. Let's keep, keep y'all quarantined. I mean, but keep on mission. Keep on mission for me, Dorothy. Uh, it's too soon for me to pull the plug on this because I, uh, I, I really don't want to do what I have to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and knowing what that have to do is me either. I need you to know, Dorothy. Um, if it does come to that, there is a contingency plan in place. I just, I just, I don't want to hurt that. I don't want to make that phone call. Yes, sir. So, um, can we proceed? Yes. I just felt you needed to know that quarantine has is going to be difficult. Uh, um, I need you to be. Uh, I need you to be the uh, the watchdog on this. Let's, let's keep them. Let's keep this team quarantined. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, no other phone calls. Anyone else outside our working group, right? No, no friends, no contacts, no, 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 nobody else is coming in on this project but the three of y'all. Not that you need to know about. Okay, um, I'll let you know if the situation changes, sir. I'm sure you'll hear from Dorothy tonight. Excellent. I appreciate this phone call. Um, I have you have my trust, and I know you'll do the right thing. Okay, Willow. Yes, sir. All right. Um, good luck. Good luck out there. All right, Willow hangs up the phone and is, like, kind of annoyed, but just goes back to the group and literally says, called Morrison, he says, stay on task. So, real quick question, um, I guess out of game. Tom, did you mean to say Dorothy there twice? Oh, shit, that might have been my bad. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. sure. I thought I thought maybe Morrison was going crazy. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but it, 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 it honestly kind of made sense. Like, it was almost referring to her in some points. So, like, it... Yeah. Yeah. Jake, Morris, he's thinking about Dorothy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. As a person he's supposed right. to be talking to, so yeah. the Willow call kind of caught him off guard anyway. He wasn't thinking that Willow yeah. was going to call him. It makes sense. You, you tell us, did he say Dorothy or did he say Willow? Let's say that... More, he, Morrison, Morrison messed that. up. He Morrison was surprised, messed up. Yeah. 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 So that was yeah, because he was expecting her to call. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was a good call, right? This is a horrible call from his point of view. I would think. <laughs> right. He sounded stressed. He did not want to hear that. Yeah, that was yep. bad. Yeah. And he said, he said, no one else is going to be involved except this working group. Not anybody that you need to know about. Well, he said there was a contingency in place already. Yeah. Fucking. Yup. <laughs> we know oh my god <laughs> so what's y'all's reaction when I show back up and just say that you know exactly what Fred what I just said Fred just says no shit if you say that Dorothy will kind of look at you a little odd um, cause she's like I'm the one that's supposed to be calling him but okay so I guess I don't need to call him tonight then no you should still call him I, he still needs an update okay all right, why don't we do that before we head out? Because uh, it's already getting late, and last time I called in the middle of the night, he said to call at normal hours. So she'll wander over to the payphone that's in the courtyard, I think. Oh, all right, here we go. <laughs> so she calls, puts the number in that she's memorized. Yep. One ring, it picks up. 
Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you call me back? Uh, hey, hey, this is, uh, this is Dorothy. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, good, 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 um, okay. Willis said she called you. That's, that's right. Um, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to give you a call and, and regular update and maybe a, a little, uh, info on what we've been, uh, uncovering. I don't know what she told you, but. How you doing there? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, all things considered. All right. And, uh, it sounds like, it sounds like people have been, um, aware of this thing for longer than we anticipated. Uh, I heard somebody say years ago, somebody came and put on, uh, that's right. Uh, now, now, um, just, yeah, you have to understand, of course, this is a situation that we've been dealing with for many, many decades. In New Orleans? It has come up from time to time. No, no, in many different places. Okay. It comes up from time to time. We do our very, very best to uh, get rid of it. Right. Uh, it's very difficult to do. Um, it would not surprise me if there have been other outbreaks that we uh, have missed our notice. Okay. Well, my hope is that the individuals who were uh, uh, the source of that outbreak were dealt with in some fashion. Uh, but if they are still out there uh, disseminating okay. or propagating this material, you know what you got to do. They were called the Majestic Players. Do you need me to look into that? I can look into that for you. If you could, yeah, that that would be awesome. All right, right. Um, and my understanding is, okay, Majestic Players, anything else you know about this group? Uh, no. Um, it Well, the what they put on was... Uh, it was the second item on the list. Um, f- no, no, no. Um, I, I do not have a copy of that list. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I see. Never mind then. The play was in English. Um, uh, just, just let me know what I need to know. Just what I need to know. Uh, majestic players, anything else? Uh, dates, locations. I know I know nothing else about who they were. Okay. I don't... Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Lafayette Theater in New Orleans. Lafayette Theater, New Orleans. Okay, I can... At some point, she said maybe years ago. All right, well, thank you. But this person, this individual that that I spoke to, um, and Dorothy's, like, trying to keep her voice down as she's sort of, you know, getting a little excited about this, but she says she seems to be heavily affected. Right. And experiencing some kind of psychosis. But you're going to have to find a way to contain that person in whatever fashion you deem appropriate. We have a plan. We we have a plan. Do what you gotta do. And we may know where she made contact with something deeper that was involved in this. And that is uh, one of the people involved with the school situation. Find the source, deal with the source. We're working on it. Alright, and contain this. However it is that your team decides, it's up to you and your conscience. Sir, I, with all due respect, I don't think it is. In what way? I think the circumstances necessitate action that goes beyond my conscience. Right. Um, when it comes to that, you have two very capable agents who can um, yes, sir. handle things that perhaps are beyond your conscience. I understand. That's, uh, I hate. I understand. I hate, I hate to ask you to do this, Dorothy, but I know that you're the best person for this job, and I know you're going to do a good job for me. Thank you for the vote of confidence. All right. You, you take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. All right. See ya. Hangs up. Are we off? Yeah, we'll, we'll all start heading out of the heading out of the courtyard and um, back to. I, I almost want to make a sand roll for <laughs> seeing these phone calls just out of pure helplessness. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh no, you should call Morrison. 
<laughs> oh yeah, just the, the three of us. Yeah, just completely yep. and, and saying different things. Yeah. 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 He'll. he'll then we don't wake up tomorrow. Morning. He'll feel great about it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Wes, I'm. I'm so glad that you don't have the knowledge that Matt and I have. <laughs> <laughs> what does Fred want to do? <laughs> he smokes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I, I think he goes back in the, in the truck ready for, for just doing something. Like, right now, this is just like, someone goes, makes a phone call, comes back probably looking stressed to shit. Someone else goes to make a phone call, comes back probably looking stressed to shit. Like, no, no, okay, let's, let's do something here. Willow didn't look any more stressed. Willow just no, okay. did exactly her orders, right? Okay, okay. Like, to Willow, it was just yep. doing what she's supposed to do. Okay, okay. It had no emotional impact, really. Dorothy also did not look stressed when she came back. She looked resolute. Okay. And she may have had a, a, a bit of a grave look on her face. Like, I know what needs to be done kind of a, kind of a look. But yeah, she, she wouldn't have come back looking she probably even as stressed as she was when she was talking with Acadia. Okay. Okay. While Dorothy was talking, I w- we would have walked over to the van. Mm-hmm. I would have opened the back doors and I would have been unboxing the rifle, getting my holster out putting it on my back, loading the rifle, putting it in the holster, getting ready to go. Very methodically. And I assume you're just like standing at the back of the van smoking. Yep. Watching me load 300 blackout into this fucking rifle. What do you want to do, Fred? Uh, at this point, he's just... He kind of laughs under his, under his breath a bit as he, he takes a couple of... Uh, approaching another breaking point. Um, <clears throat> and just taking a couple of... of of, of deep, deep uh, inhalations of uh, of his cigarette, um, and and just goes into the driver's seat. Yeah, and Dorothy will come back and, and hop in the back seat. All right. So is Willow still at the back of the van preparing, or is that what she's doing right now? It probably took about as much time as the phone call did. And this rifle is not a like this is the shortest version of it she has, right? So it's sawed-off shotgun length. It's not for miles away. It's for Tens of feet away. And is she putting it on? Like on her back, you said? Yeah, so she has a holster. Like, So she's visibly carrying. Comes from back in the cowboy days. Oh, yeah. Vis- like, at this point, it's super... There is a... The stock and the lever. So this one has a really big uh, half-moon lever so that she can cock it by spinning it. Like, that's how... Okay. Cock a lever action very fast and get another shell in the chamber. Sure. Do a whole spin with it. So, like, all of that is visible over her shoulder. So it's in a sheath on her back. Obviously, when she gets in the truck, she pulls it out. Gotcha. Puts it off to the side, which is what she would be doing. Like, Dorothy's coming back. She'd close the doors and, you know, get in the passenger seat and have the rifle probably between her legs. Okay. But it's just, it's now on her back. So Willow is very visibly armed. (laughs) So let's do this. Um, On the drive over... To the Dubois residence. I'll leave it to the three of you. If there's anything you want to talk about before we get there, the floor is yours. I guess maybe just the plan. So, yeah, so Dorothy would say, um, at this point, I'm kind of hoping that Franklin's not home. If he is and he's inside, I think we need to contain him, capture him and contain him. Um, if possible, gag him. And we need to clean the place, it sounds like but it sounds like there will be visual cognito hazards. So I don't know. 
Keep your eyes on the floor, if possible. Peripheral, peripheral vision, as much as possible. Don't focus on anything you see, as far as, like, symbols. That's the biggest thing. Should we put on the gas masks uh, we have in the back? That's probably a good idea. So you expect to find nobody here, or you expect to find multiple? Like, all of these kids were missing. They have to be somewhere. Hmm. Right. I, I expect nobody will be there, but we should go in prepared in case there are people there. Okay. We also need a way to get from the vehicle to the house without being noticed. Yeah, last time you're in that neighborhood, you noticed that the, the neighbors watched you pretty extensively. Yep. It was one of those places. That's not going to happen in this neighborhood, Willow would point out. Like, this is a low, lower income neighborhood. They all watch out for each other and watch out for trouble. Right. Whether they do anything about it is something else, but we're not going to get in there unnoticed. That's not going to happen. If we're to clean the place, we're going to need trash bags. Between the truck and the house or the apartment, we're, do you have duffel bags or, or large bags? I have mine, but... I think there were some in the, in the back of the van. Can't be openly carrying outside. That, that'd just be stupid. Right. Just go in and, and see if there's a door in the back. I can't lock back doors, so I just kick it in, quite frankly. Um, and we go in. Okay, your recollection of the property, of course, front door, there's a, the garage. Is It's actually a two-story, which is a little bit one of the few two-stories in the neighborhood. But you don't recall if there's a back door or not. Uh, it's, it's pretty typical that these residents would have a back door, but you didn't observe it. At some point during the ride, Willow would take something out of her Altoid tent and eat it. Ah, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where do you want to park? Farther away, like two streets down. Like, like much, much farther away. Yeah. You'll have to approach on foot, obviously, and carry everything with you that you need. Yep. That's cool. All right. Are there street lights? Not really in this neighborhood, no. Okay. There's like one at the corner. The corner intersection has a street light, but the actual block itself, no, no lights, but just what that residence have. Okay. Did we have to stop anywhere to grab stuff like trash bags and whatnot? You have some. Okay, I'm just thinking... Yeah, it was on the original list of stuff we got. Okay, cool. Into the full bag, I shove, uh, in my own at least bag, trash bags, pump shotgun, uh, a gas mask, probably like um, a duct tape, rope, like plastic rope, uh, and that's it. Dorothy will will take a gun. All right. All right, the, the van is parked in an indescript alleyway about a maybe a block and a half away um, nowhere within the view of the residents you guys park it there in the shadows you know behind like a dumpster where no one is looking you quietly exit the vehicle quiet silently gear up close it and move on on foot quickly along the front you do pass under that street light on the corner of desire and the other cross street just briefly passing under the street light with whatever you're wearing the dark clothes the jacket um, obviously, no gas mask on at this point, you know. No. Right. Yeah. But you, you move quickly down several different houses, passing. You look. Um, this evening, there's not that much happening. There's no streets. I mean, the cars are all parked, but there's no traffic. Uh, you hear some television noises, conversation from open windows, open doors. So there is some, some people that have, you know, the night air coming into their residence. And you can hear them alive and active in their houses as you go past. When you make it to the house, the Dubois residence, it's dark. There are no lights on in the Dubois residence. 
You have, obviously, the front door and the front garage. Garage is closed as your obvious entry points, uh, unless you want to go around the back. I'll go to the back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go to the back. There is a small fence that you enter that is unlocked, and Willow, probably, I said Willow, knocks it through. You guys quickly go along the side. It's a very short, narrow walkway between the house and this, um, maybe a chain-link fence between these two residences that you're passing. And you hear a, a, a dog in the distance barking and barking and barking as you guys are like, walking along this back to the back of the house. Uh, there's very small yard in the back. There's nothing interesting back here. Overgrown, you know, plants, green shrubs, and some trash and debris. And there is a back door. Okay. It's got a, it's got a grate on it or a gate. What's it called? A metal screen on the back door. It's closed. And the back door is also closed. Mm-hmm. Try the screen door. All right. When you check the screen, metal screen door is locked. So it's it's kind of these kind of security screen doors that they can essentially have locked and open their interior door mm-hmm. and let the night air flow through. It has like a deadbolt on it. Yeah, basically it, it goes in the frame. Yeah. So Willow can lockpick, but how does that work in this? Lockpick isn't a skill. It's a dexterity. We can also use criminology as is another one that we default to oftentimes. Okay. And we can do that as well. I mean, I have twenty percent in criminology. I have a, I have a fifteen criminology, which I was gonna ask. It, it, I don't think Fred can lockpick. Uh, he can shoot locks, but uh, he's he's gonna quickly look around for windows that are accessible, um, like sliding windows that just can be pulled up or yeah. broken. So there is a c- couple of windows as well. You see, Fred, it's basically the kitchen window, and there's another back room. Those those two windows are there. Um, you want to try those, Fred? Yeah. Luck roll. Okay. Ooh. Not lucky. 92. Okay. All right, try the other window. Another luck roll? Yeah. Lucky. 19. Okay. So that that one is unlocked, and as you push it, it's a smaller window. One you could probably squeeze through. It looks like a laundry room, or utility room is what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Uh, uh, he probably has gloves on before even playing and touching with the stuff in there, kind of pushes the window up or, or slides it open, depending on what it is. Uh, and he kind of gestures silently, pointing towards the window. All right, so Fred, do you want to try to enter or maybe uh, just someone else go in? Yeah, he'd, he'd try to climb in, sure. Okay. Pretty sure I can help you get in. So is Willow giving a boost? Yeah. Okay. Can I see in the window? Is it tall enough? Yeah, yeah you, can, you can see it. Yeah, Willow can. And it's empty laundry room? Empty laundry and there's nobody in there. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I suspect there's nobody in the house, but we need to clear it first, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll do this quickly. Uh, Willow boosts Fred in. He climbs in. Um, Fred, you're inside the laundry room. Where do you want to go next, Fred? He, he throws the bag in first and then kind of steps through. Going to maybe open it wider for the for the others. Um, he offers, he kind of leans down and offers his arm. So if someone needs to jump, he can catch them and, and lift them up. Or just point at the door. Yeah, there's a gesture of like, ah, oh, right. Uh, he circles around and tries to find essentially the uh, <laughs> the door with the metal screen. Yeah, I mean, the laundry room connects to the kitchen. It's a kitchen door. You go on over there, um, open the door, and then open, unlock the metal screen. Yeah. And it's open. And as soon as everyone is inside, he unzips. Uh, I'm staying on the back stoop. I would just gesture, y'all go clear it. I'll watch. Okay. Yeah, Dorothy will go in. Fred un- unzips the bag, pulls out a, a, a oiled pump shotgun, and just kind of stumbles a bit with a gas mask. He's never 
he knows how to adjust one, like wear one. It's not complicated, but he it's, he's not really comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Kind of puts it on a bit awkwardly, kind of uh, uh, makes sure that it, it, it fits. Uh, and, and he just kind of turns around, looks at you, Dorothy, and, and does an, a, a nod of like, ready to go, pretty much. Yeah, she'll she'll do the same. She'll kind of pull her hair back and, and throw on the gas mask and uh, grab her shotgun. So, so Dorothy, uh, roll Sandy for me. Okay. What's this for? I don't know. We'll see. Oh, okay. I see. The fact that you're in a dark house putting on a gas mask is not... Can't be Dorothy's cup of tea. Is it Fred's? That's a fail. That's a 95. Oh, good. So, uh, Dorothy, when you see Fred with his mask on... Yeah. Oh. oh. For a moment, he doesn't look like Fred to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not Fred. Okay. Uh, It's someone else. This, this, and it, it's some, it's someone else. Uh, it, it's hard to say who because it's a man in a gas mask. The jacket is wrong. It's the wrong time period. It's the wrong era. That's not what people wear in the nineties. It's uh, the mask is old, but it doesn't fit. It's wrong. He doesn't belong here. Whoever this person is, for a moment, Dorothy, you don't see Fred. That someone else is with you. Uh, she loses one sand. Okay. And then you can role play it how you want. I mean, it's just a momentary. It's wrong, and you don't know why. And are there, like, I can see details of, like, a different jacket and, like, out of time. It's te- Dorothy knows this is this jacket doesn't fit. It's not Fred's jacket. Okay. It's not Fred's mask. It doesn't, it shouldn't be here. It shouldn't be here. This shouldn't, this is wrong. And, but after a moment, your, your rational brain seeps back into your thoughts and he he was loading the shotgun too as he turned around so it's like with whatever he has in his hands is just menacing yeah. like loading something with intent but you do lose one sandy point as those thoughts go through your head and that yep. wrongness overcomes you for a moment yeah and I think it, she's this is probably she saw this just after she probably put on her own gas mask and so she's looking through these mm. these lenses that might you know obscure the light a little bit and uh make things look strange and unfamiliar and and she's like Fred Uh, give me a power roll Dorothy okay this is under 70 so let's see what we can do a 70 exactly oh okay yeah it's 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 fine it's fine okay oh god it's fine (laughs) everything's fine Uh, Fred just kind of looks a bit weird at you and says yeah uh do you think there's anyone in here? No, I don't think so, but we sh- should still be careful. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I'll follow your lead. Yep. Is Fred going first? Yep. All right. So here we go. Um, Fred, you leave the kitchen area very stealthily, quietly on alert um, into a small dining slash living area. Uh, around. There's a, there's a central stairway. The bottom floor is pretty small. Other than you know, laundry, kitchen, dining, living room, stairs. That's what our options are. There's also a bathroom downstairs. Don't worry about that. As you look around, it's dark. Do you want to illuminate things at all, or...? No. uh, We probably have a flashlight, but unless it's really necessary, I think we... I'd continue with the little light we have. Okay. In the darkness, it is difficult to see details, but you can make out the basic layout pretty well, and, you know, and just you're careful where you walk. You climb the stairs... Um, the stairs have a little bit of a give to them as you step up them. Each one, uh, it's carpeted stairs. 
so it's not squeaking, but you feel like these kind of older stairs as you're stepping up, and you're passing a lot of these um, framed f- pictures of some sort on the wall beside you that you can't see from your gas mask. Yeah, you know, what they are. You make it up to the top of, of the hall, um, and as you turn, there's in this hallway. There's three doors at the top hall. There's a long walkway that kind of goes along the side of the stairs. You know, like like runs parallel to the stairs, like a hall central to the house. And there's three doors. One, two, three. It's all there is upstairs. Mm. Um, and in, in this hall, there's a bunch of these framed paintings, portraits, posters, something that you can't quite make out in the darkness. And there's those three doors. Um, door one, door two, and door three are your choices. Okay. Uh, he, I think he'd go and like carefully open the first door. Uh, and as soon as he does, he kind of, he he turns the corner very quickly and points his shotgun uh, in case there's someone. Alright, and uh, I'm asking Dorothy, while he's doing this, what are you doing? Uh, I think she's just following behind him and um, keeping her eyes peeled. Okay, uh, roll alertness for me, Dorothy. Sure. Uh, not that good. Uh, 62 over 43. Okay. Yeah, in the darkness, it's tough to make any details out. Um, I think if, if she's like noticing that there are like pictures on the wall that she can't really see she's going to make a mental note of um we should we should turn on a light at some point and maybe as we're leaving and just check everything just to make sure so as fred opens the door to the door number one it's dark and there's a little bit of light comes through these windows it's a bedroom that's what you're looking at a dark bedroom Uh, hard to make much out in the night without the lights but you can see the bed and it's a large bed and maybe queen size uh, and there's some, some couple of uh, two dressers, like a small chair and a television on a television stand uh, and a closet. But everything here from your perspective, Fred, is there's no people. And it, it looks like a normal bedroom. Nothing ticks your attention or your nothing stands out to you as you look at this dark bedroom. Okay. Very, very quickly. Are there like uh, curtains or, or blinders or something? Uh, the, the windows have curtains. And there's two windows up here for this bedroom. Okay. Uh, and the curtains are mostly drawn, not all the way. And there's a little bit of light from the outside. That's the only illumination you have. It's from those those two partially curtained windows. So he completely uh, makes sure that the bedroom can't be seen from outside, uh, basically. And he he uh, flicks uh, uh, flicks on the light. Okay. To see a bit better in the bedroom. All right. So closing the curtains. Um. You do. Yep. This this room has a view of the backyard. Okay. Just to give you a perspective where we are. Uh, you turn the light on. You get used to the light for a moment. It's a it's a bedroom, and you, it, in a moment, it's it's a it's a woman's clothes, woman's uh, things. It looks maybe like you had to assume maybe the mother's room. Okay. And the closet's open. It's got you know dresses and skirts and things you know that look like would fit her. Uh, her. You've met her before. Nothing stands out to you in this room. Okay. Nothing unusual or worrying. He's he's of course gonna search like open closets and then and, and open drawers, look under the bed, and kind of search without making a mess. But if there's a nothing interesting, he's gonna turn off the lights and uh, continue to uh, another bedroom. Give me a search roll. Uh, can I search too? Oh, you know, yeah, you go as well, Dorothy. Yeah, I'm I'm right behind him. <laughs> uh, that's a fumble. Uh, 88. Ooh. All right. So I guess while you're doing that, you knock you knock something off the dresser. It falls to the floor, and there's a picture frame that shatters, mm. and glass kind of falls all over the place. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you've broken one of the pictures on her dresser while you were searching. Who was it? Um, it's a picture of well, it's her and a a boy, uh, maybe 12, 13 year old um, African American boy. Uh, the two of them together. 
he quickly grabs like the broken glass in the picture and just shoves it in the trash bag he's uh, he's carrying. Yeah. And Dorothy, how was your roll? I failed. Just a regular fail. 71. Okay, yeah. As you're looking through, you're just you're, nothing stands out to you. Uh, nothing sets off your your concerns that you have from for this mission. Okay. So as you guys finish, spend a couple minutes in there. Nothing else of note. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly curious about Franklin's room. Uh-huh. So do we go to the further down the hall? Yeah, go to door number two. Do you turn the light off or leave it on? Off. All right. Back in the darkness. It takes a few moments to get used to that again. Once you, because your eyes got used to the light, now you have to take a moment. Yep. We're in these masks in this dark house. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see Fred kind of struggle with his gas mask. Uh, kind of swears at it a little bit. Kind of moves it. Yeah. Yeah. And you continue down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Fred's going first, right? Yes. Same, same thing. Opens the door. Gotcha. Kind of rolls in with the shotgun out in case uh, someone's in there. Yeah, central uh, in the hall is door number two. Yep. Uh, as you quickly open it and look in, it just takes a moment to realize you're looking at a bathroom. And it looks like a fairly common, normal bathroom, even in the darkness. Yeah, there's a very small window in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Not much light coming in here. But from what you can see, it, it it's, it's typical bathroom with a shower tub, you know, and the whole, whole bit. Okay. Quickly searches around, but I don't imagine it's huge. Uh, maybe opens like a medicine cabinet or something. Yeah. Yeah, so you do open medicine cabinets, open, look around, a couple of cabinets and drawers. But yeah, nothing stands out to you as a concerning in this restroom. Quickly moves out. And and Fred just points at the last uh, last bedroom and then and, and says very quietly, "That's uh, that's the last bedroom." Yeah, I'll, I'll go in first. Okay. Uh, okay. So Dorothy steps in front of Fred. Um, Dorothy, roll your pal for me. Um, ninety-eight. That is a fail. Oh. Yeah. There we go. So uh, Fred also roll your pal as well. I'll see how Fred's doing. Okay. No. Uh. Seventy-eight. Okay. So as you move forward, the two of you, I'll start with Fred and the description. Fred, uh, you start to feel a, 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 a vertigo was the best word. It's a, a dizziness, but it's it's the where well, the room is tilting left and right, but you don't know why. Like you feel there's a your balance goes off. There's something unusual happening here. You have to steady yourself, and a little bit of ring in your ear, uh, and um, almost a little nausea feeling in your stomach as you move towards this door. All right, and, and it's a, that sound, the feeling, the nervousness, all of us starts to feel like you're pushing into something uncomfortable. As you move forward, something uncomfortable is, is, is resonating within your body. And Dorothy, you want to open that door.
in the back.